1: now, great moments in presidential history. Ask not what your country can do for you.
0: Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Go home to mommy.
1: Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Tell her to tuck you in bed. I believe... That together we can make America great again.
0: Oh, girl. It is a big show today, Sean Barry. It is a big show. Episode four of Everybody Calm Down. If you bet the over three episodes, first of all, people are making money right now. I think the line in Vegas was under two and a half. Oh, yeah. We are here uh, by the grace of God today, as Sean Barry and I, you know how they say everybody's body is split between two people: night guy and day guy. Yeah. Day guy's got a job and responsibilities. Night guy's got a bottle of mixers and a, <laughs> a a Bose boombox that he's walking around Times Square with at two in the morning. Big night last night. We'll get into that. And a big day today, as Dolph Ziggler, WWE champion, Dolph Ziggler joins us on the show. A week one guest. If ever there was one. Uh, frequent uh, guest on our show. A fellow who drop kicked me in the ring the other night as part of a promo. I think we got into this uh, yesterday. Yep. And uh, he's in some shape, by the way.
1: Oh, you know, yeah, I'm I can used, imagine. I'm
0: good, I, I'm just, he's a wrestler, so I'm used to other cable news people who are shot well on TV. <laughs> <laughs> we, the People look great on TV. The green rooms are a little underwhelming, you know. <laughs> uh, and I'll say that, too, about comedy green rooms, too. You know, when I grew up reading about, like, showbiz and comedy, you always pictured green rooms of, like, Kinnison and-, and Rodney D doing cocaine and is out of control, and they're really just, like, making smoothies and blogging. It's like it's depressing. <laughs> so we're trying to bring back the funk show, uh, uh, Sean Barry. We are trying to bring back the funk show and have a nice time. So we'll get into that on episode four, if you're joining us for the first time. Is, so- it, is
1: it unusual that, for some reason, I can't ever get it out of my head that uh, the walls of a green room are just uh, are painted green, <laughs> when really there's nothing in nothing color. Well, I think back in the day coded. they called
0: it a green room probably because of all of the weed that was getting smoked. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays you can't smoke anywhere, which it's crazy to me because I remember when you could smoke on planes. Right. The first time I went to Disney World, I sat in a row with a guy who was smoking, which is crazy. Like now, because you can't bring bottled water on a plane. In 1984, you could bring fire right. on a plane. No, no one batted an eyelash. We're going soft in this country is what I say. I always get weirded
1: out when there's uh, still ashtrays in the mm-hmm. in the plane uh, armrests. Yeah, because you're like, oh, this is
0: an old plane. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's, oh boy. It's, uh, not the best. Uh, I got to tell you though, Sean Barry, uh, the thing we acknowledge here first and foremost on on this apolitical show, where we don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, we just want you to not be an a-hole, be a maker's guy, treat mm-hmm. people right, be classy. Uh, you know, show some restraint. Believe what you want. Just don't be a, a di. I can't spell it. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. But don't be one of those bad words uh, while you're trying to espouse your political uh, virtues. But the, the thing I wanted to acknowledge today is last night was your first time on set at the Kennedy program. Yeah. What did you think? How did you like
1: being in an audience for live TV? I thought it was great. I thought it was um, uh, very fast-paced. You know, you guys are really good at what you do. It was it was a pleasure to watch professionals at work. Oh, Shawnee. Well, uh,
0: you walked in with your sunglasses on, kept them on. Yeah. And the longer that went on, I was sitting on set. I'm like, oh, I'm losing my job. Like I was just because I was, I was like, is this guy, is he bombed? Is he going to yell out there in one of the live breaks? No, I, was, I, was, I know you'd never do that. Right. But you had the look of someone who might. Because there were certain members of the stage crew that I didn't introduce you to on purpose, and they just kept looking over at you because there was a guy in sunglasses in the back of the studio. <laughs> well,
1: it was acknowledged that I was wearing sunglasses by two different people who let me know that I was indoors, and then I was asked if I had gone, undergone uh, glaucoma surgery. Uh, yeah, I believe Kennedy asked you that, yeah. too. And, well, and, but that, at that point, I couldn't take them now off. You I was, back yeah, down. I now you can't back down. Now you're Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. I won't back down. No, won't. And you did it. And no. good
0: for you, Sean Bauer. You get a round of applause for that. Uh, it was the debut of Fake News of Florida, which went really well, sounds like. The fans like it. Uh, She was concerned that Adam Carolla does a game like that. You know what his game is? Someone told me online he does Germany or Florida. Yeah, Germany
1: or Florida. Now, how
0: does that game work?
1: I I assume it's the same way. They just give you a scenario, and you got to say, did this happen in Germany or did this happen in Florida? Similar game, but
0: it's hosted by Carolla instead of me, so the punchlines aren't as good. I get it, (laughs) and that's fair. I mean, I understand. That's the best review you could probably write for it, to be fair. But that was a success. We had a little bit of a a dust-up on the show because Corey Lewandowski was on. And she jokingly asked him if he was intoxicated. Yeah. And some of the media sites have picked it up and run with it, like Fox News, Corey Lewandowski, you're drunk. And that, to be honest with you, I want you to know this because I'm sure it's going to get covered that way all day. Whenever they're on together, they have this very playful back and forth where they make fun of each other. They, you know, not that they, so much that they flirt, but they tell those types of jokes sure. and stuff. So I think for us as the show, it was like a really funny joke. But you know how like somebody in the media is like, oh, she's she tried to have an intervention live on the air. Because people on Twitter are like, oh, she was mean. I'm like, dude, she was kidding. How do you watch the show and think she has a mean bone in her body?
1: And not only that, did her question was, did you have a glass of Merlot with your dinner tonight? Yeah. So it was an implication, but it certainly wasn't an
0: accusation yeah. of, hey, you drunkard. Yeah, take off the toga, Lewandowski. Right. Now shout out to Corey Lewandowski. I hope he comes back on tonight because they would laugh about it. Right. And you want to know something else? Because I, I certainly don't know if he drank before he went on the air. I, I mean, I don't know. But if he did, I don't. You know, what do I care? Guy, right. guy can't go out to dinner, I have a few drinks. Are we, are we all going to just pretend now that everything you've watched on TV was done by a sober person? <laughs> Has anyone ever watched Behind the Music? That's the whole point. This person's awesome. Here's when the drinking started. And then you watch the last 18 minutes of things going downhill. Or here's where the drugs are. Here's where the childhood trauma caught up to them. That's the whole point. So I I can't buy into the charade that, number one, she was mean to him. She wasn't. She would never want to be. And number two, that he should even be embarrassed if he was drinking. Hey, who cares? I'm doing a podcast sponsored by the best best whiskey in the world. Absolutely, am I going to tell the guy he can't have a drink? Talk about brand loyalty. By the way, who was in a bar last night called the Elgin on Forty Eighth Street slamming mixers? Who was? We who was. We were. We were Bl- brand loyalty mixers. If you're That's listening, right. and I know you're not. There's no way that, at this point <laughs> they're like, all right, we'll get we'll get through the first two and uh, and we'll move on. But no, we were slamming some. And shout out to them because they have uh, the toasted barrel mm-hmm. finish, which is. Not something you can get anywhere, just just anywhere, and it was fantastic. So shout out to them. Um, but it was a great night. Sean Barry and I, to be very honest, uh, we are professionals. We're great at what we do. We answer the bell no matter what shape we're in on our stool when it rings. That's right. Uh, but we are lucky to be here. Last night we brought sexy back to Times Square. Me, Sean, and and our producer Victor on the Kennedy program uh, took my massive Bose boombox, and it's a it's a block rocker. Would you agree? Oh, definitely, very loud. And just walked around uh, the city. And just thumping. But everyone was looking. It was really like 1982. Like everyone was into it. You guys both had sunglasses on, I had white snakeskin boots and a gold jacket. Like I think we looked like a boy band called Wrong Direction like a, <laughs> like, like it wasn't working out for us, but we no we didn't know and we were just rocking out like white collar reservoir dogs. Yeah, we were we were walking that fine line between are we cool or are we being laughed at? But you know what I didn't care. it was great and, and I, to be honest with you, I just feel bad admitting it we looked really cool. I saw a picture <laughs> and I was like, wow, look at that look at little old us, you know because we're such dopey guys. but uh, the big controversy. Uh, was, the, was the Corey Kennedy thing. We'll ask Dolph when he gets on the show because he's on our show a lot. And uh, t- no, non-controversy, if you ask Jimmy Fallon. And I think uh, a million percent, I hope we can have him on tonight because we don't care. You know, what it, right. you can't get mad at a guy for drinking. It's not like he's banned or anything. He didn't pull a Joe Namath. Remember when Joe Namath, you famously oh, Monday Night Football with Susie Colbert? I want, I want to kiss can him. I kiss you on oh, the mouth? God. He did the uh, he did the Scotty from Boogie Nights. Oh, absolutely. Can I, can I kiss you on the mouth? <laughs> Dirk. <laughs> Dirk. Such an idiot. Such an idiot. Oh, shout out to Philip Seymour Hoffman. I saw him, by the way, in Death of a Salesman. Uh, he was in Death of a Salesman on Broadway. And the guy who brought me to the play was like a, a rich guy who worked in the medical community that wanted me to write something for him. And uh, it was like the most embarrassing thing in the world because you, you know those obnoxious rich people that go nice places and dress horribly on purpose? <laughs> so I'm a death of a salesman literally in the front row. This guy next to me literally in the front row in a ranger's jersey with his feet on the Oof. stage. Everybody has uh, like a suit or a tie. I'm not going to name names, but that gentleman... Not a Mictor's guy. No. Mictor's guy doesn't do that. Doesn't put his feet on the stage. No, he's also, he's not walking around in a hockey jersey. I'm not, I'm not telling you you can't like hockey. If you're right. in your 50s. You shouldn't be walking around in a jersey. <laughs> like maybe if you go to the game, I can almost get past it, but right. I still don't do it. No. You want to put on a team polo or a t shirt or a hat? I can get with it. But a guy, a guy in a jersey. Do you know I once made Kennedy leave her mitt in the office when we went to Yankee Stadium? Because <laughs> she's like, she's so not adorable. She showed up to go to the game like eye black on in the mitt. And I'm like, take it off. You take it off right now. I'm like, we're not walking around this building with you in a mitt right now. It's no. People People have enough concerns about our show because they think her and I are both slow. So they see <laughs> us walking around. Everyone in the building does. If They see us walking around with mitts. They're like, hey, no way. I, could, I couldn't do it. So she, she took off the mitt, and she had the full Batgirl costume on with the pant- the matching pinstripes and the matching shirt, but we straightened it out. Uh, but we're going to straighten a couple of things out today because when we come back from break, Sean Barry, oh, my God. It took about an embarrassment of radio riches, man. We say this all the time. Dolph Ziggler. Cool, one of the coolest dudes I know um, is 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 beaming in on the Mictors voice line from L.A. A fantastic wrestler. There's so much I get I could tell you about him, um, but one of the most unique things is he's the only guest we've we've, we've ever had on the show, uh, unless Daryl Strawberry. Uh, Stop celebrating his anniversary and calls in tomorrow. (laughs) Dolph Ziggler will be the only person we've ever had on the show that I've played with as a video game. Hmm. Very interesting because he's in WWE wrestling. That is interesting. That's right. And I and I play and I I play with him and I fight Lincoln and and Lincoln knows cheat codes and stuff. You know, little kids can beat you up and stuff like Hmm. that. But uh, he he he's like an avatar that I've interacted with online. So that's like a neat that's a neat connection. Weird, you know. Actually, it's like a weird version of the game Rockstar with Marky Mark. (laughs) <laughs> Where he like he he's like in a karaoke band or something like that. He oh, winds yes, up singing right. for the band. So here we are. Now I'm his real tag team partner. I fought him in a wrestling ring. We're gonna get to that right now. We got it's it's worth addressing because I am not happy with that drop kick. Oh. And we'll talk about it when we come back. Right here on everybody, calm down. Oh, girl. Episode four of Everybody Calm Down. We're doing it, Sean Barry. Making right. it happen. Uh, most widely listened to podcast in America right now, according to my mom. Mm. I know that's what she's going with. Uh, but we've listen, seriously, though, the hits have kept on coming this week in more way than one. Because this next guest actually dropkicked me. <laughs> like, when I say hits, I do mean hits. Not I... only is this gentleman a WWE superstar, not only is he a fantastic stand-up comic, But he is a frequent guest on the best written show on cable news, and uh, he's one of only three men who've taken my 10-year-old son to Hooters. Dolph Ziggler is on the Minter's (laughs) Voice line, and the crowd goes wild. How you doing?
2: doing great i'm one of only three men that have taken your son to hooters That's just fantastic. three i'm
0: not a dirtbag okay i'm not yeah, a low yeah. life it's only been three men that have taken young lincoln to hooters now it's actually you and uh which be proud you're in a rarefied air yeah, way to go though t- and uh t- he took him three times but i was you know what i was gonna say to you though going back to that which is really funny we went uh we were watching uh we were watching Dolph. he was wrestling at the garden in madison square garden you were nice enough to give us tickets and I, I I don't know if I told you this, but I gave Lincoln cursing permission during your during your match. <laughs> yes. Because I yes. wanted to find out what curses he knew. <laughs> and so it was great. I was like, hey, Lincoln, you know, since this, this is our 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 pals is wrestling, it's a big deal. Do whatever you want. And he did. And at the age of eight, they curse like Arab taxi drivers where they don't get the curses right, you know? You're banging my mother. You know, like that. <laughs> I'm like, no, Lincoln, you, you got the sequencing wrong. Yeah. But then we yeah. went out. We went out for a glorious Hooters post game show at a nice time. Yes. And uh, he didn't know how much he liked it till we got we got in the car. And he was like, "That was the best night of my life." Because <laughs> he didn't understand. Do you remember your right. first? Do you remember your first Hooters, man? Do you remember this when you man. were a kid, like a kid?
2: Uh, I remember. You know, I don't think I went as a kid. But oh, I remember not, mm-hmm. knowing about it, and it was in Clearwater, like Florida, is the mm-hmm. first one, and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world, and they had an airline, and I was jealous of everybody who could fly <laughs> at the time. And-
0: <laughs> Hooter, Hooters Air. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's, just lined with wooden It's like wooden Air, I yeah. think.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hooters Air is funny, because it's like, you're buying tickets, everything's in singles, so it takes all day. <laughs> like yeah. You guys want to want to speed it up? We're trying to take, uh, take off over here. Well, hey, man, we talking pro wrestling uh, for a minute here. We had a little bit of a smackdown on our show last night. That we were talking about earlier. Did you see the K train uh, have a little, you know, it w- to be honest with you, she wasn't fighting with him. She was joking with him because that's that's really the style of the show. But did you see it? Because it was a little bit of a media eyed fallout.
2: Yeah, I, I, uh, of co- I, I'd heard about it and mm-hmm. then uh, I got the link sent to me by, by someone and I checked it out and it was, I, I thought it was great because your, your guy's show. Who can handle it that way can have some fun, make yeah. a joke about it and then be like, okay, thanks for your time. We'll see you later. Instead oh yeah, of like this is an outrage. It's this not over with. I, I was yeah.
0: saying this I was saying this to Sean earlier. It's absolutely like there's no world where even if he was drinking because we don't know if he was. I mean, I know right. you know the way she likes the joke with him, and if you watch all of their hits, they're always like that. They get contentious, they tell silly yeah. jokes, they poke fun at each other. and exactly. um, but there's no world where if he was drinking, we should even care. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) like who, like I I was saying this earlier, like everything you've ever watched on TV was done by a drunk person. And if you don't, if you don't believe me, like watch one behind the music and it's everything (laughs) you need to know. Watch one (laughs) E true Hollywood story. Every single person you, if you're watching different strokes, you know, Mr. Drummond was soused, you know,
2: (laughs) even like your your favorite newscast of her time where they were saying the most tragic things whatever. and on a regular day they're just like oh yeah it was just four or five highballs did work then went out to drink <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: yeah. like, oh, okay
0: yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were madmen yes the three martini yeah. yeah the three martini lunch like <laughs> yeah. if if anything I'm here to applaud Corey Lewandowski. And I've been telling people this on Twitter <laughs> this morning. They're like, they're like, no, that was mean. I was like, no, no, that was cool. Like, we acknowledged That's, it. And that was cool, I thought. Yeah, I it was thought it was, I think it was great. I want him on tonight, and I want them to laugh about it. And if, if, if he did it, yes. he should come clean. But he shouldn't come clean in shame. He has nothing to be ashamed of. Stop it. Right. It's 9 o'clock at yeah. night. When, when do we want – when when would we like him to drink? Do we want him to drink at 9 in the morning? Is that what we're proposing if here? If you
2: have to de- – like – if you're on Twitter and interviews doing talking Trump all day long, nonstop, the same stuff. I mean, you got to stop at a happy hour in between. It, you know?
0: Yeah. like th- How about this? If you're a guy who gets paid to, def- to depend- defend Trump for a living, we should be yeah. thankful he wasn't mainlining H on camera at this point. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's not exactly smooth sailing right now. I'm surprised no he way.
1: He wasn't wearing a, one of those hats with the two cans of beer on either side. It's, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. He should. Yeah. That would be a good joke tonight. Well,
2: the, he beer, should, the beer yeah. was empty, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> they were. I thought refilling it on the air was a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge him, but I thought the, the uh, I thought the funnel was a bridge too far, Corey. <laughs> yeah. But it was great. I hope he comes back tonight because it would be fantastic. It would mean a lot to me. Um, A couple of things. We're talking about battles and fights and competition. The Cleveland Browns, by the way, riding high. Do you feel so good right now as a Browns fan?
2: Uh, of course, like, I, I mean, the only the only thing I, I felt as good about was before the season when everybody was getting all hyped up. And then my dad would call me on a Sunday oh. and just go, you know, everyone's a little too excited. We're not used to this. You know, it can only be bad. We can only be disappointed. And then, you know, a couple rough games and everyone goes, we knew it. We knew it was <laughs> going to be true. Everyone's out to get us. And then uh, I, I was very lucky to be home on a Sunday, which I never am. Uh. I fly out mm-hmm. to do a Monday show. And I I found a Browns Backers bar 10 minutes from my house. So I got to watch the fourth quarter with 120 jumping up and down people with Clay Matthews jerseys and Bernie Kosar jerseys. (laughs) Like watching us. They go victory formation. But we were doing it to take the knee. And we couldn't believe it. It Oh, that's
0: amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Also, be careful because the guys in the Bernie Kosar jerseys could get hurt jumping up and down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are old school, but it's funny. Bernie Kosar is actually like the reason they ran Bill Belichick out of Cleveland. That's one of the funniest <laughs> things that ever happened to the Browns. He was their coach, and he got rid of uh, Bernie Kosar. He wanted to get you know run him out of town, and they never forgave yeah. him for that. He went four and twelve. They, they got rid of him. The, and I was
2: like, yeah, they, were, they weren't doing too hot either way. I
0: but know, yeah. but it's classic Browns. They're like, yeah, this Belichick guy. I just don't see it. You know, what a clown yeah. we don't need anyway, him good <laughs> luck
2: good luck getting somewhere else yeah. doing, you
0: know, doing <laughs> well you drive all yourself right. to the airport because that's what you're going to be doing five years from now you yeah. nothing we're the cleveland browns we don't yeah. have to take this we're named after a color <laughs> we have named after a cover all right listen i think they have the best uniforms in football but i don't want to get distracted right now we're trying to stay on message um <laughs> yo another one too because you do come on cable news and talk 2020 20. um I, I, first of all, obviously, I felt really bad for Bernie, although I was impressed that Hillary was able to do that to him, get him out of the race. Uh, No, I don't know how the hell it went down.
2: Yeah, was his hip broken from behind?
0: (laughs) You know, I was thinking about that. Do you remember like two weeks ago when we were reading these articles where they're like, oh, Elizabeth Warren and Hillary Clinton have been talking behind the scenes? Did you read those articles are floating around? Yes. And and I remember telling Kennedy, I'm like, yeah, uh, Hillary's going to become the VP. And then Elizabeth Warren's going to be the first president to commit suicide in office. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I guess I got to do the job. Yeah. Never saw that Guys, coming. You know,
2: I didn't want to do it and yeah. then she winks and then's like yeah that's yeah.
0: the one that'd be that's exactly you know how it would go down too Hillary would yeah. this would be the one hit Hillary had to handle herself to keep it clandestine so she oh, right. w- she'd walk into the oval office and be like congratulations Pocahontas and Warren <laughs> would be like yo what and well, that would that'd be the last thing she saw it's a real house of cards strangled to the See the thing is when people like disparage of the Clintons I don't believe that these things about them are true but I kind of want oh, them to oh, be yeah, true sure. I don't I, I kind of want them to be true not because of like um it's kind of like I read like three chapters of the Da Vinci Code once. And I was like, if this was real, it's amazing. It'd be so much better, you know? And it's the same thing with them. If, that, if she has that, I want to know. I want to know that I met her in an airport. And three yes. hours before Epstein was found hanged in a cell, that would mean a lot Man. to me because it's part of history. You know,
2: that's what I always—I thought it was odd that she made you hold up the newspaper with the date
0: and- <laughs> and watch at the same time when you guys took that picture. I'm in Chicago, <laughs> yeah. not anywhere near a prison, <laughs> hanging out with Big Game James. Ah, oh, that's really yeah. That no, that was really funny. And I had to tell you this too. I have a lot to get into today, but I'm, I'm excited to have you. Uh, we did do. It was so apropos. We did a bear story on the topical storm last night. <laughs> of course, we did. I said when I sent it. In, I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. What would me and you are hanging out tomorrow on the show? And 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 he frequently, Vic uh, Doff will act as my sounding board in the green room when we're watching The Topical Storm and I'm seeing jokes get cut one by one and I start yelling at the TV like an old man who just doesn't agree with the anchors' politics. and uh, But the one refrain I keep coming back to is, we have to get clearance on these videos in order to use them. So there's certain places you pull them from, like police surveillance and stuff like that. So the one right. thing there's always an abundance of are surveillance videos of, like, bears going into cars, going into garbage. <laughs> I have written – I don't think it's legal. I don't think it's legal under any penalty of law. I've written at least 65,000 bear jokes, like at least, at least that many. I like the it looks like Yogi got a boo-boo last oh, night when the bears were fighting. Yeah, yeah sometimes you just got to play with the words. I'm running out of options. It's like Care Bear, Chicago Bear, Yogi Bear. Right. Yeah, I guess that's why I had you that's why I had you on, man. I just want you to brainstorm some more bear jokes for me so I can yeah. get through. Hey, do you know that old street joke about the talking bear? Uh, I we, we could never do this on the on the show but it's a street oh, joke. Wow. The bear walks into a bar. He says to the bartender, "Hey man, take a double martini." Extra olives, bartender's like sure, brings him the drink, bear slides him a $20 bill, bartender gives him back $10 change, goes, hey, man, i got to be honest. We don't get a lot of talking bears in here. And the bear goes, oh, well, at $10 a drink, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Kill yourself. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. I, that's great. Uh, I think it's a
2: great joke.
0: Thank you for that. As the phone hangs up. He's like, I, I lost you. I think it's fantastic. Now it's, yeah. it's silly. It's silly. It's silly. Yeah, silly stuff.
2: This thing, I'm in the hills all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's really funny. So wait, you're you're wrestling in L.A. tomorrow night?
2: Uh, Yeah, Friday night. Uh, Smackdown goes to Fox for the first time ever. And it's on Friday night, yeah.
0: And that's the thing you dropkicked me for? Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, there was a lot of built-up
0: energy. And, and <laughs> wow. it, was, it was the culmination. Wasn't it's just a promo. I've,
2: I've been looking for. I, you know, I ask you a couple simple things. Can I get? some underwater pumpkin carving jokes <laughs> and how many can I get Screw them? Kid. And, you know, you, you do 10 or 15, like this is serious business. It's in the news. I'll so. explain
0: this in a second. But yeah, this does <laughs> this does explain why the promo never aired of you kicking me. I'm like, well, aren't there supposed to be cameras yeah. out here? I thought, where I thought is everyone? Yeah. <laughs> but but he was famously, Zolf was famously in the green room once. We were doing a story about underwater pumpkin carving. I was an (coughs) underwater pumpkin carving contest in Florida, and I'd written like a three-minute script about underwater pumpkin carving, okay, which is not your everyday terrain for comedy writing. But I bang it out and, like, I believe in this thing. Like, by the, I'm, if I'm putting it into the teleprompter, like, I do believe in it, you know, like a mofo. Because I'm not the one saying it. So you have an obligation to really try to stand behind whatever you're putting in. So if this thing gets sent in. And and Vic, our pal, who me and Sean were out with pretty late last night, called me up. He calls me up in the green room. and He's like, hey, man. He's like, do you have any more underwater pumpkin carving jokes? And I go, no. And I slam down the phone. <laughs> like, and then he calls me back. He's like, what are you talking? about why i go why because nobody does i'm like there's a finite amount of underwater pumpkin carving jokes to go around i don't know if you heard but that's just the reality in this economy there's only so many you know those jokes to go around so yeah that was really funny um but when you do okay so this event starts tomorrow night in la yeah you fight tomorrow night
2: yeah, and uh, usually we don't know what the hell we're doing, but I'm, I'm one of the guys. There's a bunch of celebrities and stars and old. Uh, oh, because it's the, the kickoff, of okay? And, and the Rock, yeah, coming back, and Ooh. it's uh, yeah, it's a big deal for us. It, and they've been doing a bunch of promotion. Fox has been awesome about it, and uh, we're really excited about it. So one of our shows will be on USA on Monday nights, Raw, mm-hmm. and Fridays will be on Fox Live for two hours a night, which is pretty cool. But yeah. uh, we're in LA tomorrow but well, i mean just like wwe will bounce around for all the other shows
0: hit the road get on the road do you are you because i know you fly a lot me and sharon were talking about this earlier were you when you were young do you remember smoking on planes uh
2: i remember i didn't fly too much as a kid but mm-hmm. i as i started i once or twice they at least still had the um the little uh shutting ashtrays in the armrests yeah. Yeah. And, is- and, and they smelled like smoke and i was like I I had a bunch of friends who were like bodybuilder guys guys who taught me when Uh I was younger, Uh they would have to fly to Japan in the back of a plane coach. And it is just, it was being locked inside a giant ashtray (laughs) and they go, they didn't smoke, they hated it and it covered your body. And I go, I can't imagine sitting in there in coach. Going well, I, mean, I can't imagine I'm 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 <laughs> coach. I mean, that's
0: a I don't, I don't boy. All, just just that
2: smoke, just sitting in your body while everyone just smoked the entire time sounds like a torture. No, it's
0: not. It's not good. But it was fascinating to me that there was a time when you could bring an open flame onto a plane because I had, <laughs> yeah. to you know, I had to give up moisturizer like actual yeah. like a tube of moisturizer. I was like oh this is more than six ounces you can't bring it on yeah. i'm like well there went jerking off on the plane i'm <laughs> kidding i'm sorry it's a classy show makers <laughs> sponsored by mictors proud moment for them uh but yeah yeah i was and sean was saying earlier it's scary now when you get on a plane that has ashtrays because you know it's been in service for 35 oh years oh my god yeah,
2: yeah. Nice. i, I want to say a couple of years ago i had one and had the ashtrays, but they have them like glued shut or hammered shut or something yeah. but just knowing that the they're there. You go, this cannot be a good plane to be on right now. It's
0: not, it's not, it's not a good thing. No. You get on a plane yeah. and they, oh, like, they've like. they got TVs and the headrest and they're, they, had, they take beta. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be yeah. a great flight. Yeah. The only way they, re-
1: they retire those planes is into the ocean.
0: Yeah. Oh, Shawnee Barry. <laughs> oh. Shout out to, to Malaysian Airways it was, right? Oh, yeah. But that was oh, like the, that's the craziest. All right. It's a good pivot point, though, because I love talking about the world we live in. And that is the craziest thing about the world we live in is we just move on from stories now. Like, we got a plane in the bottom of, of the ocean. Nobody knows where it is, b- but we're just done. Yeah. We're like, yeah, but we're done here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we got to go. Yeah, yeah. But, like, think about, like, Jeffrey Epstein, man. It's a sex scandal with underage kids that, that ties in at least two of our presidents, multiple world leaders, and a British royal. And we're like, but we're done with it. We've just moved. It's crazy. That should have yeah. been. Like, if O.J. killed Nicole today, he would have been a three-day story. There's no way Good he gets job. like two years yeah. out of that. It's true. No, no way. A,
2: a week at the most, just because they, they, they went back and found tweets or something. You think about that it, would be
0: it. You know, you know, it'd be a really funny um, sketch for real. For real, as guys who like to write comedy, um, we could take footage of the OJ chase and do it in today's world. Meaning like we could cover it like you show the Bronco footage, but then we cover it as modern anchors where like one of them is blaming the Democrats, one of them is blaming the Republicans, (laughs) and then we're showing memes that have already been made of him in the Bronco and AC and stuff. He's he's tweeting as he's driving. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, the rest of the world. I'm not sure if O.J. did it. O.J., picture of him on the highway driving with the cops behind him, you know, you could write these in three seconds, by the way. (laughs) I think that would be interesting. But yeah, like O.J. would get O.J. would get three days max. He would get not he would get nothing because um, we, we just you know, we're we're a next thing. Shiny object society, Sean. Barry. I resent it personally. Um, I, I used uh, to
2: be a 24 hour news cycle, which blew my mind. And now it's it's 12. Oh, if, max. You, if you have Twitter, it's
0: 12. Dude, Max, when That's we it. when we're doing a pitch meeting for our show. When we like at the point, once we get into the stories, like when the crying has ended and it's time to start programming the show. But no, vi- we'll frequently say it like one in the afternoon. We're like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to be a thing by seven. And like, dude, What? <laughs> <That's so laughs> we just broke this at one o'clock like this will change the rest of your life. But we won't be talking about it in six hours. <laughs> yeah. Dude, do you remember that time like two weeks ago when the Navy was like, oh, yeah, those are UFOs. It didn't <laughs> get
2: 10 minutes. It didn't it's get like, 10 minutes. You're right. You're right, Blink-182. Those are
1: UFOs.
2: (laughs) Anyway, what did Trump say? He spelled something wrong? All right, there's the
0: news. Let's get in there. Oh, my God. He said moots. He wrote moots. They said actual UFOs. It's the biggest story of our lifetime ever. The biggest one we've ever had was always going to be UFOs. The only one. And that's it. And and all it did was it kind of nuked the Area 51 raid because they didn't get a big turnout after that. Um, right. But, but that was it. That was, the, that was all we did. We never talked about it again. There's UFOs <laughs> hanging out right now. The Malaysian plane, I'm convinced, it never took off. Like, they're still oh waiting for God. a runway assignment. They're just sitting there. like well, this, You know, I've been on some long delays, but this is getting a little silly now. <laughs> and no one's allowed to get up and go to the bathroom either. Yeah, no one can get up. They're really mean about yeah. it. But it's <laughs> M- Malaysian Airways, so you can smoke. Yeah. Uh, there was a comic, uh, Dana Dute, who writes for TV now. He's in L.A. somewhere. And uh, he was an Arab comic, and he used to do a funny joke where he'd be like, yeah, I flew on LL, and it's really weird. He's like, because if you fly American Airlines, they're like, oh, my God, there's a terrorist on the plane. Run. And you know, he's like, on LL, they're like, there's a terrorist on the plane. Hey, man, can I get a picture? Hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's not my joke. It was his joke, and I used to just laugh at it. I mean, I wish you know, I wish I had an ethnic shield as a comedian that I can get behind and it's gonna get that way for us comics like the more white guys that get into trouble the better lane we have as comics to talk about it and defend ourselves like we're kind of oppressed because we've never been able to do that. We've never gotten, like, the soul bounce. Like, you know, like, a black comic will frequently get, like, 20% more laughter because you can just play off, like, racial stigma, you know, which is they're, right. they're entitled to that. I mean, they they went through it, you know. But uh, I would love to get a little bounce, you know, get on as a white guy. Well,
1: you're going to have to go up there in, like, a burqa or something. Just completely disguise yourself, and then you can sell all kinds of off color jokes. Yeah, Sean Barry is uh,
0: from the Shane Gillis School of Comedy. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what? Yeah. When that story was going on, did you kind of feel like – Comics blew it because as much as they came to his defense, they waited to do stuff like this. Meaning they hung, they let Roseanne twist in the wind, probably because she was a Trump supporter. And right. I think like if you you have to either defend all of them or defend none of them. Uh, but so, th- go ahead. Yeah, I I feel that
2: you either yeah that that's all you. I'm asking is no matter what the the scenario is, we just apply it. Because uh, I I was, yeah, I was uh, having dinner with a a writer friend in LA and and they're like, well, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know too much about it, but I go, if we're having the Comedy Central roast the week before where Uh everyone just makes jokes about the stereotypes and then plays them in and we all resoundingly applaud everyone's set and Uh then someone does it. Unfunny with less writers, and it's like <laughs> that now. It's the wrong thing to do. And I go. It's either wrong or it's not. I get. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't, uh, but it's like there were no jokes. We,
0: we they weren't jokes.
2: Just yeah. There and there was no joke. And it was like this is bad and, and wrong. I get it. And he's not like Alec Baldwin's friend, so you can get him or whatever. <laughs> but. It's just, yeah, just yeah. uh, just apply it to everybody. I mean, that's fair. Just so we all know.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Because like that that one, to be honest with you, like I didn't actually think it was worth defending. Like I think, uh, listen. No.
2: The, yeah, I didn't either. I, was, I thought it was terrible.
0: The, I mean, because, <laughs> yeah. like he, he called Andrew Yang uh, a euphemism for Jewish people and gay people and Asian people in one slur and it wasn't yeah. like I don't again I don't that doesn't mean I think the kid is a Klansman like I don't think that should have been the reaction but he wasn't right. saying it as like a punchline or in the context of a yeah. joke he just said it and he just said it yeah like, you're like
2: okay now you're just saying like yeah like
0: the, the wrong thing like if we're gonna go down for stuff that is what we should go down for like we shouldn't yeah, go down exactly. we should yeah. go down for just like a joke like even the Roseanne one yeah you could go down for her calling a black woman an animal like yeah probably or at least get in yeah. trouble um yes but the moral of the story is quit twitter all of you there's no reason yeah. to be there there's,
2: there's no payoff there's no likes good enough <laughs> that it's like the next day you cannot have your job anymore yeah, in the history- there's nothing go
0: in the- on instagram
2: and have your girlfriend wear a bikini or something and
0: get like <laughs> please there. by all means please yeah <laughs> <laughs> Or, or the girls I'm into, a One Piece. Have her go on Instagram. And I'm kidding.
2: But, a really uh, nice baseball. A really nice Milwaukee's Brewers cap.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm into it. I love a good Charlie Brown Christmas tree out on the campaign trail. But, uh, but, but yeah, I would say like in the history of Twitter, three million people have lost a job on Twitter. The only job that's ever been gotten on Twitter was a presidency. So it's like you have a one in three million chance of getting a job on Twitter. It's a hell of a job if you can get it, right? But uh, uh, yeah, the odds aren't with you. It's just dumb. It's dumb, yeah. man. It's I just I think the world has gotten eaten by a phone. Like we were doing the story earlier, where travel agencies are now basically scanning your your pictures and telling you where to go on vacation because people yeah. we've we're we're doing that little like thinking on our own that you can't even plan a vacation. Like you kind of don't deserve a vacation at that point.
2: Yeah, if you can't do it on your own without your phone telling you where to go. You're like, oh, yeah, I was uh,
0: thinking about going here. Where should I go drink Coronas? You know, yeah. I wish somebody could tell me. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I do think it's like it's horrifying to me because I'm I'm 42, and I actually feel smart. I think I'm a smart person now because I spend so much time paying attention to the world, and it's terrifying yeah. because I feel like I'm one of the smart people, and that's not a good sign for any of us, number one. It,
2: it, it, well, one, that's scary, yeah, but horrifying. two, also we're, we're we're I'm I was just saying this yesterday I go I'm lucky I, I didn't have Twitter till I was like 28 oh. or 30 at yeah. work uh-huh. and uh and before then I uh um my friend of mine in college had a cell phone that if I was driving my broken car back to my parents house I could put in my glove compartment in case I broke down and then that was <laughs> it so we actually hung like we all went out we would go out on Thursday nights and we'd come back to. So I lived in a house with like five guys which is totally normal now uh-huh. but yeah. I uh I we come back and we all look around at the answering machine and go, there's two. Well, two of us got a late night call and three of us don't like let's, we're all crowded around and waiting to hear like who called. And it's I go that that excitement is gone when you're just like, yeah. oh, it's happy hour's over. Let me send a mass text out to every girl I've ever known in California. And see who writes back before I get home.
0: Carpet bombing, the digital, yeah. the digital carpet. Bomb. In my day, you had to send an individual message. You had to contact a lady. Yeah. You know, in my day you had to go out and lie to a woman's face. None of this yeah. internet lying. You, you don't even have to hold it together. You had to send a beeper code. I, I do resent it. What was your first car? What was your first car?
2: Uh an 86 Dodge Daytona Ooh. that leaked um oil onto the engine and it was so it was uh five hundred bucks and uh-huh. it was it had problems constantly. And I parked at a mall um where the hell did I run in? I ran into get paint at um like a Home Depot or something for my dad came and and while I was paying, someone goes, there's some car on fire burning all the cars around it. And I go, I was next and I go, I know that's me. I go, I know it's me. I came outside. So I come outside and uh, there was a trick to popping the hood because you couldn't just pop the hood. You had to like hold the side above the tire. And I see I'm running towards the car as – as the, <laughs> as they're putting the saw into the hood, going
0: <laughs>
2: like down in the hood, and flames are shooting around. To and they parked in a, a busy parking lot with so, uh, they cut my car in half, it was it was on fire anyway, whatever. Then the three people around me sued me for fire and smoke damage that weren't even no! next to me. And I go, All this for this $500 car that used to, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Cleveland, so it's snowing out, and I got the windows up, so if you put the heat on the burning oil uh, smoke came into the car. And it
0: was, that uh, so was, yeah. But in Cleveland, that's like, that was considered a limo.
2: Yeah. That's uh, Art Modell drove that to the
0: game. <laughs> <laughs> Brown's owner. Cause I, you know, it's funny. I got, I got married in Ohio. We had an Ohio wedding in Wapakoneta and um, we, you know, we booked it all from out here and our, and our limo really was like a wedding singer, 1981 limo. And it was hilarious. Oh my God. That's and, so great. And everyone thought we were doing it like ironically, you know, like, they're like oh, this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Jenny are in there, and you know they have those original three bottles of liquor that are in every limo right, right. that have never been refilled. <laughs> like and no that, one's ever drank that them. Crystal decanter. I mean, that's the bottom of, of humanity. If you wind up getting into that bottle, oh. that's that's the behind the music scene for Corey Lewandowski that nobody wants to watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That so you went from a Daytona. I had a uh, and I nobody likes a show off. I had an '87 uh, Chrysler Baron and Ooh, convertible. Uh, it was, uh, it was not a convertible. Oh. I didn't have that kind of heat yet. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it was, it was $3,500. And the funniest thing about it was I had only driven in driver's ed and my friend Danny Burke's car. My friend Danny Burke in high school had a car without uh, power steering. He had, like, one of those Ford oh. whatever the hells, those tiny ones. <laughs> and he was a kid uh, that had graduated high school and was still hanging out with us. It was, like, the kid who had the weed <laughs> yeah. and the beer and it was, everything. It was the old banyan. I took my, I, probably the most, in, not not drunk, but the most inebriated from other substances I've ever been in my life was on my road test, and I passed. I, I nailed it, because <laughs> I did that much practicing, and I was telling jokes to the guy, and after I parallel parked, I blasted six garbage cans, but we were laughing so hard in the the car he didn't care <laughs> and i was i was blasted who's, tattooed who's giving us the road test Lewandowski? <laughs> yeah that was it was a it was a it was in bad shape but uh my man danny burke um had taught me to drive and when i got my first car the lebaron the power steering in that car that the it needed an alignment so bad like one of the the steering pins was out and you had to turn the wheel completely around to go right or left so if you're going straight you had the wheel like completely to the right And you had to hold it to go straight. And if you wanted to go left, you had to turn it around twice, a 720 to go left. (laughs) And just knowing as little as I did about cars, I'm like, I I can't believe my dad bought me this car. This is like such a piece of shit. The next day, he left my mom. (laughs) So he knew he was leaving. And he was like, I got to get this kid a car. It's the right thing to do. (laughs) I love him for it. I get it. I just I get the strategy of this where he was like, yeah, it's great. We'll take it. And, you know, you know, as a parent, you're like, well, your kid's thrilled. Yeah. He's 17. He's got a car. He's checking, you know, yeah, He's checking his watch. We bought a LeBaron at a car dealership on Hillside Avenue in Queens where everything there is like a blinged out Lexus that was repossessed from a drug dealer. And it's got bullet holes in the side. <laughs> and we bought a LeBaron and it was great. And the first th- song I heard in it was the offspring. Gotta get away. Cause it just came on the radio and it was like, you know, it's very heavy guitar riff. And I was jacked up, man, jacked up. (laughs) And it was again, a bygone era because there was the spontaneity of radio where you didn't know what song was coming and you're like, Oh God damn, this is it. This is great. You know, (laughs) now it's like life in that regard does suck because in the on-demand world, there's no, there's no discovery, you know? Yeah, there's no,
2: yeah, you can't get excited. Like, oh, I haven't heard this song in a while because you're playing your playlist at all times out of your phone whenever you want to hear it at any point. You're like, oh, yeah. I, right. if,
0: if I could explain to 15 year old me that there'd be a day when I was watching porn but simultaneously looking at five other videos for better women <laughs> while I was watching this one. Because, like, 15-year-old me would have like, oh, this is amazing. That guy just closed the curtains, locked the door, you know, was sneak uh, on a cassette tape. You had to earn your porn. That's the problem oh, with God. these kids today. They, they don't get have the, the head
2: cleaner out or the <laughs> uh, fixing with the uh, – the, yeah,
0: the, the tracking. Yeah, the tracking. The tracking. Blowing in the cassette tape so you can watch a nude. I watched –
2: I watched the the Toxic Avenger. On oh, my beta. God.
0: One of the biggest, <laughs> biggest Oscar snubs of all time. How did yeah, that thing right? win? One? I'm still mad about it a little bit, but it's,
2: I'll, I'll let out.
0: Did, did you see from that era, did you see Howard the Duck? Of course, yes. That's, I mean, a classic. <laughs> one of the maybe one of the best things I've ever watched. One of the best throwaway jokes in movie history is in Howard the Duck. They're like in his office or wherever the hell he is. And on the back desk, there's a copy of a magazine called Play Duck. Oh yeah. <laughs> It has like a, like a scantily clad duck woman right. on the cover. And it's like God, so great. great. I
2: think I remember seeing at least the cover. I didn't know the name. I think I remember seeing that and think uh, it was the funniest thing. Well,
0: what's funny about that play duck is that girl has smaller lips than the real ones in 2019. Because <laughs> they <laughs> all true. have like the Botox and stuff. It's another oh, scary God. thing about working in TV is you you're around people like right after they've had weird surgeries. And it just jumps uh, out. It just jumps out at you. You know, you're supposed to get it done, but you got to let it age. You let it, you know, go back out to sea a little bit. You know, you gotta
2: say, and my grandmother's sick. I need two weeks off or something." Yeah, Yeah. I
0: didn't. I didn't come right to work after my penis enlargement. I was like, (laughs) I waited a week like a gentleman. (laughs) Let it sit back. I'm kidding. Uh, One more thing, and I'll let you go because I know you have some asses to kick, and that's that's exciting to me. (laughs) We do have to. We owe it to our audience to talk about the Jerky Boys because I had mentioned this earlier in the week that you were going to come on, and it was one of our bonds, and and that I'm chummy with John Brennan the greatest of the yes. greatest guy who invented the jerky boys. And he's going to be coming on either next week or the week after, if I have him on, it would almost be funny. If you're in town, you should come in and we should talk to him about the jerky boys. Did, um, you uh, listen? I would, I would love to. He's the greatest in the world. You listen to that on cassette, right?
2: Yes. Cause I, I cassettes. And then, uh, I even, I remember playing it on, I had a little, uh, a boom box with, uh, where the speaker, the tiny shoebox speakers, like detached mm-hmm. from the sides so I could put oh, them yeah. around my room oh. when I cleaned them up. But, uh, Yes, I I had a cassette, and then um, I think when the second one came out, it would de- uh, CDs were cool. But yeah, yeah. it was a tape, and I played it for my parents on a kitchen table. Did they get and it for the first for the first minute? And we're just sitting around, and then we had tears in our eyes, laughing. That I think we played, <laughs> it, in the so we played it in the car sometimes after that. I think.
1: Oh, that's phenomenal. Was, yeah, was cool. your uh, was your cassette? Was it like a bootleg, or did you get like the official album?
2: The first one was definitely somebody else's, mm-hmm. yeah, like one too. yeah, but put the tape over the top two pieces and recorded off something but yep. the the CD I bought that second CD uh, and uh, uh, yeah I was like $15 I can't afford
0: this this <laughs> <laughs> is an outrage and you know the best thing about that CD was when you think of the environmentally conscious world we live in now CDs then came in a three foot plastic oh, security yeah. holder oh, yeah. they had a, a cardboard <laughs> box on top of the CD but inside the CD was the same imagery and everything that was on the cardboard box right. like the redundancy of the music business like you people deserve <laughs> to go broke i mean part of the problem yeah. of having so much money that you can pay everyone in cocaine is eventually the ideas go in the wrong direction <laughs> and here we are you know what i'm saying yes. so a it's shout awesome. out to the jerky boys good luck tomorrow yes. night don't take no shit man this is exciting give them the business yeah. i guess i will uh, i'll see you back at the cable news death star and the next time you're back in the hood and, sooner uh, than
2: later I would assume I'll, I'll find out my full schedule I'll yo, be bouncing back and forth whenever I can yo
0: that party swap you did the other night crushed by the way the ratings it crushed that, yeah it was the highest I'm r- so
2: glad to hear that that was really fun I thought they kicked butt oh uh, Tarlov Shalu and, and Tarlov T-
0: Shaloo and Tarlov are a good, good tandem they're pretty good because mm-hmm. they, the, they know the points well and uh, it, yeah. Tarlov is the best because she likes she's a, she likes to gossip in the building. In another life, she was a hairdresser <laughs> and she's the best. <laughs> like she she literally will text me at any random hour of the day. Like, did you hear anything? And I'm always like, about what? <laughs> and then I realize she's she has nothing in mind. She just wants to know if I have anything. I'm like, oh, I think one of the janitors is banging the girl who works at the salad bar. She's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Which one? She loves a good gossip, man. And we love you, sir. I'll see you soon, man. You're the best. You got it. Take it easy, guys. Take care, my man. Bye-bye. There it goes. There it is. There it is. Home stretch on episode number four of Everybody Calm Down. Jimmy Fallon, Sean Barry saying a a, a tearful farewell to my man, Dolph Ziggler. Best of the best. He is something. You want to know? I'll tell you what he is, man. I'll tell you what he is. He's one of the cool people. I know it's been a very preachy week, but we need cool people. If you're listening to this, dude, just be cool. Be cool. Dude's a pro wrestler, follows politics. He's a guy by all rights that could beat you up over your politics. (laughs) And he's not fighting about politics online. He doesn't care. You know, he's Mm. tweeting. He's uh, great. He's really funny. Uh, But he doesn't care. You're not supposed to care that much. Because you live in a country, Sean Barry, where if you want to get out of bed and go to work every day, you can make something of yourself. I was driving a taxi. Remember that? I do. Driving a taxi. Good times, man. And uh, those days are over. (laughs) Uh, There's a small run-in I had with the Taxi and Limousine Commission back in 2015 where you filmed a prank called Snakes in a Cab. Ah, yes. We had a white albino python that we were releasing in the cab on unsuspecting customers who would freak out, and then we'd shut the meter off, apologize, give them a release form and a free copy of my book that was coming out. (laughs) But we got a lot of press for that. I'll say. We gained a lot. The only thing we lost was a taxi license. And, uh, you know, that kind of worked out for the best. Cause nowhere nowhere in the world is there a guy who'd be better off if he only spent another 12 hours a day driving a cab. There's just there's no way, man. There's just there's no way. Remember I used to tell you this about people with, with profiling? Where they're like, do you profile when you drive a cab? You know, you don't right. pick up black people. I'm like, no, because if you're driving a cab 12 hours a day, you want to die. Right. You're hoping someone gets in and kills you. So black listeners, if you're out there, and I know you are, um, if I didn't pick you up one day in on 3rd Avenue, it's just because you didn't look dangerous enough. Long story short, Here that's all it was. I passed you up because somebody else looked more menacing. But let's do uh, a couple of headlines and wrap, wrap up the day. Betting markets, the betting markets, Sean Barry, have made Elizabeth Warren the favorite to win the Democratic nomination. Elizabeth Warren Because Bernie uh, Got banged up yesterday He little sick I hope he gets better Shout out to him man couple, I, We we of stents We give him a hard time On this show He'll be back man My mom had like Ten stents In like the last yeah. three years I know
1: at least A dozen people Who've had it
0: done Yeah and, and to borrow From wrestling My mom is, is Like eating like She's King Kong Bundy Like she doesn't look like it But my mom likes To throw it down We eat in my family You know And she's, she's had stents And she's killing it She looks great My mm-hmm. mom looks great We had a big 70th Surprise party she had a, nice drinks, you know. She's, yeah. she's a good egg, Marianne Fela. So you'll be fine, Bernie Sanders. If my mom can pull it off with the diet my family has, Bernie, you're going to live forever. You know, you're like a Vermont senator who runs through airports and stuff like that, a hippie who doesn't use deodorant. <laughs> There's probably something empowering about that, so I hope he gets better. Uh, Hillary Clinton, we talked about this on the show last night, said the, the gutsiest thing she ever did was stay with her husband. But it's like that's like a slippery slope, because if we're gonna applaud her for staying with Bill Clinton, we should be applauding all the other women who stayed with Bill Clinton, don't you think? (laughs) Why does she get all the kudos for this? There's a lot of ones a lot of them have stuck around through the years. And where's their bouquet of flowers, huh? View? Ha Joy Behar? I worked with her. Uh and a benefit, a couple of Manhattan like uh, fancy benefits, where they bring in like a guy to MC like me that you've never heard of that can cut up the room real good, mm-hmm. and then she walks into a perfect room and does like thirty minutes of her BS and just whines about the president <laughs> and probably makes sixty-five times as much money as I did, and uh, she's uh, you know she's cranky yeah. to say she's very cranky. She's the, I resent the people in her position that are as affluent and, and as successful as they are who are refusing to enjoy themselves right now. Because they're not under any direct threat, nor is anybody else that they're telling us is. This is not—we're not facing an end-of-days situation. Don't you—you know, it's like we all get—people get mad at Trump for extreme rhetoric, which is fine. But then you turn around and you're like, the world's going to end in 12 years if we don't do something about climate change. It's going to end. We are in Flash Gordon. And we've had this happen now four times since 1970. I don't like the extremism is what I'm trying to say, Sean Barry. I don't know. I don't know where you weigh in on that, but I don't want to upset you. Well— I don't like it either. How about that? You know, there. Thank you. Amen. Yep. Amen is what I say. He knows what he's talking about. He does. And I'm with you on that. So way to go, Sean Barry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, British survey. How about this? British survey found that sexually transmitted diseases are on the rise. People over the age of 65. Ah. (laughs) Because older people don't use protection. Right. Or they're not educated about it. Maybe that's what... Yeah, because you want to know it's funny, but they were grandfathered in, they thought. Right. (laughs) Like, that's not one of these, you know, they thought they were great because they were from an era when, you know, things were great, you know. But people are coming out of retirement now because of Viagra, and now people are getting back in the game. And they're not hip to the hip talk. You're like the pimp and I'm going to get you sucker who gets out of jail and doesn't know that the fashion has changed. So they don't know. You just stick it in now, you'd lose everything.
1: I mean, this is really a case of truth is stranger than fiction in that this is an entire episode of Parks and Recreation.
0: Oh, is, it, is that true? They
1: have to go into, like, the old folks' home and, you know, talk about uh, how to use uh, practices of safe sex. And, that's funny. And it's a whole controversy. Hijinks ensue. But it's the exact issue
0: that they're still doing it. You know what? I don't resent. I, I, that's really funny. Because I, I I don't. The one thing I think is so dangerous about we're making, like, 85-year-old 80, people are doing it again, which is crazy. Because now you're taking an 85-year-old man who's popping a pill, and has the the determination that we do when we're like 21, which means we're sending 85-year-old men out into the night on booty calls at 3 in the morning. <laughs> they can't see. And they're, they get lost. They don't know where they're going. The road's a mess. And it's just, you know, all because what? Because you couldn't let Grandpa watch Bonanza and just and just ride out his days in a recliner and be okay with it. Because he was okay with it. He was poppin', probably popping a Mictors if he's a classy grandpa. Mm-hmm and watching some gun smoke and some Bonanza, a couple of Reds games, having a nice time. But no, you had to throw them into the 76 Granada with a Tinder app and a boner and send them across (laughs) town at 2.19 in the morning to meet some other broad in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot who's only there because it's bright and she can't see either. I mean, we didn't need that, and I think that's part of the problem. Also, probably why all of these old people... Are getting fall- getting duped by like the N- Nigerian princes with the gold bars? So they probably need the money for penicillin. They're like, we gotta. <laughs> Can you just help it's me true. out, man? <laughs> I really need these bars, you know. So I-, I don't know British people, but I I don't tag it and bag it. What are you supposed to say in this instance? I don't know. Uh, use protection, old people. I'm yeah. Hillary
2: Clinton, and I approve this message.
0: Here's one that I love. Love, love the strong word. Uh, I only use it for Jenny Fela and whippets. Very rarely use the word love. No, I'm kidding. Uh, growing number of travel companies are using facial recognition technology to recommend destinations. They look at your face. I'll give you an example. This is the best way I can explain it for the listener. If this thing looked at my face, it would say like, "Oh, you're a you know, you're a dad, probably a dad, you know, middle-aged with a family," and it would send you to like Disney World. Does that make sense? Uh, And and, and it's like if it looked at Sean's face, it would it would send you to rehab. Right. It would say like, no, no, you go right down there to promises in Malibu five days, four nights. It'll be great. But no, they they basically by looking at your images is what they do. So it sounds like it's a roundabout way for them to say that they're stealing your social media photos. Because I don't think looking at your basic bone structure and your eyes and your nose would be like, he wants to go to Sandals.
1: No, of course not. And it sounds strange. So I'm, I'm, I I want to travel somewhere, mm-hmm. but I need the computer to look at my face and tell me where it is I want to go. I, I don't even understand how that makes I, I mean, any sense. Well,
0: the, 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 the lesson here is that we're finished as a society. <laughs> like We're now yeah. letting a machine take a picture of us and tell us what we want to do. This is the thing, Sean. The phone is eating us. Like, we don't think. We don't have to think. We don't know how to spell anymore because the phone spells it for us. We don't know how to go anywhere because the GPS does it for us. So now, like, we've gotten so used to not thinking critically for ourselves that most people in the country are just doing what one politi- political side tells them to do or one news show tells them what to do. Um, they're forming their opinions based on what their crowd tells them to do on social media. And now you're not even picking out your vacation. Like, we're really finished as a country, Sean. Right. If a the robot is telling us we, where we need to go, that's not good. No. Come on, America. And here's another one for vacation, by the way. Stop. Don't You don't have to post pictures on vacation. You can post them all when you get back. Just go enjoy your vacation. That's Definitely. what I say. You, you just go. You do it. You can make an album if you have to. But uh, I don't know. I see so many people online just like posting stuff. I mean, Jenny and I, last time when we were in Italy together, we, we didn't post anything till we had a lawyer involved. Like, we went through it. Because, you know, you get Jenny fail on vacation. You get a mom with a kid out for the night with no kid. And she's like a population control device. Like, she's <laughs> a mess, man. She is an absolute mess. So we're, we're lucky to be here, Sean Barry. I did laugh at this corrupt Chinese mayor. Arrested after authorities found 13 tons of gold. And thirty-seven billion dollars in cash in his basement. I don't even know how it what? fit. I appreciated the fact, though, that the headline writers had to tell us he was a corrupt mayor, <laughs> as opposed to all the upstanding mayors who have thirteen tons of gold and thirty-seven billion in cash in their basement. Thirteen what? tons. I mean, that's that's like a that's that's beyond uh, like like
1: an amount of money. I was like, how big is this basement? Right. First and, of all, and what are you what are you going to do with that? Are you just sitting on that for
0: how long? I guess what, he what was, was the big thinking. Plan? I guess he was thinking he had to skip town to take the money to quote the Jerky Boys. I had a little problem. I had to get out of that area. You know, I guess he thought he had to skip town. And skip uh,
1: town fast enough.
0: I guess. Uh, <laughs> he got caught. Yeah. And uh, here we are. So I, I don't know if you're a corrupt Chinese mayor and you're out there right now. I never Time understood. Time to get out of Dodge. Yeah, I never understood these people who don't have... An exit strategy. Like, remember how like, Bernie Madoff stole $50 billion. Well, if you did that, you've got to know that on some level you've exposed yourself to a great degree of legal risk. Like, shouldn't you at some point just leave? Like, right. go to a country. You $50 billion. Go to a country with a non-extradition I, treaty.
1: I think greed yeah. just overtakes you. I mean, $50 billion. How about stop at the first billion? You could probably get out and live a nice, comfortable life anywhere in the world. A decent and, life. And you're also pissing off, like, the most powerful people in the world, if you think about it. Yeah.
0: You're taking their
1: money. They're going to come
0: get you afterwards. True story. Life lessons from Sean Barry. I don't even know why I segued out of there. I actually liked what you were saying. But, you know, we have this requirement to play Batmans in the thing. And uh, it's a a cool product placement by them. But uh, to your point, every man, I learned this from the Iraq War, how they said, like, we didn't have an exit strategy. We went into Iraq, but we didn't know how to leave. You know, you need that for everything you do in life. Right, you know, you can't just plan your way in. No, that's that's, this, that's what every guy does. This what everybody does wrong in a relationship. Every guy's at bars figuring out how to bang a girl. You've got to figure out how to stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you were to need to not do this anymore, and that's where social media, beyond the fact that we're decent people, but that's where social media is probably keeping a higher percentage of guys faithful in marriages, is because there is no exit strategy. You're connected for life. There's no right. disappearing now. So I don't think an exit strategy exists, you know? So Death. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. I, I am living in that world right now where I have life insurance and I'm worth more dead than alive, yeah. and, and it's scary to me. Likewise, Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> These women. Jen, I'm like, we don't need an exit strategy. Jenny has one for me. <laughs> so, always asking me to do things. She's like, let's go rock climbing. She's like, have you seen Free Solo? <laughs> we should try to scale Yosemite. I'm like, come on, Jenny. This isn't cool. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, a homeless woman offered a recording contract. After a video of her singing on the Los Angeles subway went viral. How about that? Well, I don't know. Fancy stuff.
1: I mean, we saw it with the other guy, the uh, the announcer guy. Remember mm-hmm. him? He had yes. like the perfect voiceover voice. Mm-hmm. He's a homeless guy on the side of the road, and they got him in. I think he was like uh, doing basketball games at one point. But then, uh-huh. of course, he was homeless for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh, he blew it. Yeah, oh he did. yeah, he blew she'll, it fast. She'll fall off. Yeah, oh. sorry. <laughs> she's
0: she's she's gonna be on the flasked singer, <laughs> the homeless woman. You know what's the, probably the craziest part of the story is not that she went viral on the subway for singing. It's probably that like right now there's a hundred people going through her old tweets to destroy her, oh, which yeah. is so sad. It's because it, it, by tomorrow it's gonna be like homeless sensation. Not all it's cracked up to be. Exactly. Her tweets very problematic. God, I hate everybody, man. It's like I'm doing this country to bring doing a show to bring people together. But I don't want to be together, actually, now that I think about it. We're changing the title next week to Everybody F Off. Because we've just, I, you know, I'm sick of you people. Well it, well, it turns out you can have a really good voice
1: and mental problems at the same time. Oh, so. can you ever? But you leave Mariah Carey out of this. Right. Now All is right.
0: not the time for that. Uh, one more story, because we got to go. A Brooklyn judge denying bail to R. Kelly just now. Sure, sure. In his courtroom. Not good. out on bail. And I don't know the, I mean, he shouldn't be. I mean, it's, you know, it's a crazy, terrible, horrible story.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, he's a flight risk in the sense that he's tried to obstruct justice in the past.
0: (laughs) That's funny. He's a flight risk. He believes he can fly. Your Honor, Honor, he believes he can fly. (laughs) (laughs) believes he can touch the sky. Not only is he a flight risk, he believes he is. Yeah which is not good yeah they didn't want to make the bail bondsman count all that girl scout money cookie oh <laughs> cookie money they're like yeah we're gonna be here all day that's no good they should, you are so dumb you, know you are really dumb that. for real i don't have to take that it was a friendly show it was a friendly joke you know shout out to dolph ziggler for being one of the cool people yeah man really though clone yourself dude i don't know what you're doing right now you're probably training for some match gonna kick somebody's ass tomorrow night you better <laughs> But in the meantime, clone yourself. We need more cool people, Sean Barry. Watch the Kennedy program tonight on Fox Business, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Praying she has Corey on. That would be hilarious. Oh, man. I'll be tuning in. Dude, the day, I am never going to live in a world where we're shaming a guy. If he did, We don't. I don't know if he's drunk. You know, she's just telling jokes, you know. Right. Uh, could have been exhausted for all I know. This is a pretty, I don't know if you know this, Sean Barry. It's a pretty strenuous time to be in, in news right now. The world is on fire. Oh, it's great, though, isn't it? Uh-huh. Because uh, the Kennedy show is just, we're just roasting marshmallows. The world is burning. Like, oh, these are great. You guys want, you want to throw a graham cracker and a Hershey on here and make it some more? Fine. Let's do it. Uh, folks, the show is over. Uh, be a Mictors guy. Drink Mictors. Watch Kennedy. Uh, watch my stand-up special, State of the Union, on Amazon Prime. Buy my book. How about buy my book? Do it. Follow that car. If you like reading at a third grade level, this is your book. If you like scratch and sniff, you like pop-ups. The show is over. Thanks for listening. This is the best we can do.